Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Let's Talk About War Games, the podcast where we talk about war games. Believe it or not, back again after a hiatus, after uh, all of the ills of the world try to keep us down. We're back and stronger than ever. I gained a few inches in height. I don't know about Joe, but I'm, I'm stronger, more powerful than ever before. Definitely gained a few inches in width. And with me here as always is Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Hi. I am looking forward to talking about war games. The world needs to talk about war games. The world does need to do talk it, about war games. Who's going to do it, right? Who will do it but us? Two guys with J's that begin their names. Yeah. Um, if you are a war game journalist out there with J that starts your name, uh, contact us. We'll have you on the show. We'll even accept if you change your name. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, change their name to J or change their name from J. Former J's were invited. 2J? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it only works if you have the J. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're back. The, uh, the, the, the joke about us being down despite everyone trying to keep us down isn't so much of a joke. Um, our last episode, I think, was six months ago. And that was Oof. the Civil War episode. And we said, the hiatus is over, guys. We promise. Sorry. Um, the thing about that is that when you move twice in one year for me and then once for Joe and then go through, uh, employment changes and health changes and everything, it turns out that sometimes producing a podcast isn't the first thing on your mind. Um, but you know what? We survived it and we're back. And, uh, you know, hopefully this isn't an omen of more bad things to come (laughs) this year. (laughs) But I don't know. We are here to talk about war games. Okay, for real this time. For real this time, yes. Um, and speaking of which, let me talk about what today's episode is going to be. We're going to talk about war games in today's episode of Let's Talk About War Games, the podcast where we talk about war games. Uh, th- this is going to be kind of a general summary. Hey, sorry we haven't been writing and podcasting too much. Here's what you need to know from us. You are friendly wargaming experts about what we've been playing what's good what's bad what's on the way joe joe knows about some things that are coming up in the future that's exciting from mm-hmm. our pals at slytherine is it slytherin or slytherin i, I don't think i've ever heard anyone say slytherin. slytherin i think so mm. i mean of the two I slytherins know i asked. know they're my favorite i'll say that <laughs> uh you can always we'll, we'll write in to the our, our guy and, and ask him again <laughs> it's gonna be some third insane way that we didn't even think about. Sl- Slytherin, Ian, and Micropose. Slytherin the slash matrix. Slytherin into our email inbox and tell us how you pronounce it. Uh, sure. Yeah. Anywho, 
<laughs> we got uh, games from those folks coming out, which is fun. Um, I think it's very thrilling, to be honest, that we basically have... A, I would say that between the two of them, we actually have whatever the the uh, digital wargaming sphere equivalent of AAA publishers are. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if they were really there until recently, but over the last year or so, I feel like there is a primacy I'm, in wargaming, and it is them online at I'm least. I'm really impressed with what Slither Matrix is putting out and what uh, Microphone's putting out the past year. It's been great. Yeah. I, I mean, think, like, you know, talk about renaissances and and gaming and whatnot, but if you're into, slightly interested in wargaming, basically anything you could want is out there now. Yeah, it's really strange, because I feel like overall, and this this is my tinfoil hat theory, I feel like overall the game industry is going to be entering a recession before too long, but I feel like wargaming is inversely somehow stronger than it has been um, in the last couple of years. I, re- I remember we actually were talking a couple of years ago about the graying of the hobby and how uh, wargaming is in danger of not continuing if, you know, more publishers aren't getting out there, more younger faces and everything. And I, I can't speak for how that it is on the, the tabletop side of things. That's more your realm, Joe. But at, in yeah. terms of digital, I mean, there have been a lot of really solid um, games that have come out lately. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I mean, do you want me to start, or do you want to talk about what you've been playing recently? Uh, Well, in the spirit of talking about cool new stuff that has come out lately, um, is there anything that really comes to your mind that really tickles tickles your brain from Microprose or Slytherin that you really just want to shout about? Yes. Yes, go for it. <laughs> Second Front is great. Tell me you've played at least a bit of that. I've been playing a little bit of it. I have I have bad news for you, Joe. Oh. I'm not good at it, and I don't I, I just don't, I just don't know if uh the ASL alike games are really my thing. I don't know. I've I've I haven't played any before, and I'm trying to still get into it because I think that between you and I, you said I was going to write the review, and now I feel bad because everyone I've talked to that's played the game is like, wow, I love this. And I'm like, I don't like it as much as you. I'm sorry for letting you down. Oh, we got it. Right, right after we this. said, wow, we have all these great games, you asked me about the one that I've played and I've been a little lukewarm on. Well, I mean, uh, right off the hop, you're wrong because it's great. But B, I, I want to know why uh, you're look, thinking it, the way you're thinking. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this. It is a game that is objectively good. I think it is objectively good. I just don't know if it's my thing. I haven't played it enough to determine that yet, but right now I'm not so hot on it. But okay, oh, uh, let's stick into speaking, that. Objectively speaking, Second Front is a very solidly put together war game. I will say so, that. I'm going to explain a bit about the game for people okay, who are like not not quite sure what's going on. Um, this is a squad level World War II turn based strategy game that tries to replicate. Uh, the old school board game vibes of Advanced Squad Leader. That's the main one, right? Yes. And all those games have fallen in footsteps like Band of Brothers, like Valor and Band Victory. Of yeah, it's um, from Worthington Press. It's oh, another ASL-ish. I, I was not familiar with that. I thought you were referencing the, the book slash TV show. <laughs> no, get your, get your board game knowledge. I'm Come sorry, on, man. <laughs> That's what you're here for. <laughs> exactly. I'm explaining it. Yeah, so this game is trying to basically replicate those types of games in a digital format. And we encountered this earlier with Valor Victory getting a one-to-one uh, adaptation from Slytherin. 
and the Obawar games, I think. Uh, and I didn't like it as much as I really, really, really like Valor and Victory on the tabletop, the board game. I was disappointed in the digital adaptation, and I thought, well, maybe that's it. Maybe I, we just can't get these translations correct. And then Sega Fun came out, and no, oh, there it is. That's it. That's it. Correct. <laughs> they, they did it. So, I mean, it's got for that me, special someone... sauce in it. I, even I can tell. Even I can tell with this this little into it. It's got that mm-hmm. special sauce. Yep. It. It sets it up like there's some gamey aspects to it because it's it's replicating a board game, right? Part of what makes it interesting, I think, is that you're actually, you know, I I don't play Advanced Squad Theater because it's a pain in the ass <laughs> and it's expensive as hell, and I don't have 18 hours to sit down and and uh, you know calculate stuff and do that. This game does that. I mean, it gets rid of a lot of the really, really, really gritty crap, but it keeps all the stuff that makes controlling squads and leaders and heavy weapons and some vehicles at that scale. And it's it's fun, right? It's, it's broken down. I guess it can be a little obtuse when you're first getting into it, if you don't do the tutorials or you're not sure what the little, uh, little icons are. You know, I would when you're say, aiming a weapon and whatnot. Yeah, I would say uh, a a fair criticism I have of the game, other than I don't know how I feel about the vibe yet, is that it is it is a little it's a, a little uh, like reading Egyptian hieroglyphics at times, especially if you're not super familiar with the more crunchy war games, particularly uh, board board mm. war games. It's it's definitely. A game that is a board war game ported to digital. Yep. And having that frame of reference, I guess, really helps me. You know, just because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing stuff I recognize in how to, like, how to maneuver and what you can do in game terms to draw out enemy fire and therefore reduce their ability to continue firing so you can move. Having an advance phase where you get to free move at least one hexagon. Mm-hmm. And that's such a into close board combat. game thing. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, Valor Victory does that. All, all the games do that. You I am never that good at that phase. I, I, can, I never do it well. I always get my ass kicked when I start to go into melee with folks. <laughs> they, gotta be, they gotta be broken. Even pinned isn't good enough. Really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, you know, on the one hand, it's, it's kind of funny, because, yeah, it's got all those icons, so if you're not sure what you're looking at, and some of them have tooltips, some of them don't. I hope they fix that. Yeah, that, they that keep adding what, more tooltips. That's what was intriguing me is seeing th- the game is pretty good at having a lot of tooltips, but then the things that I don't already understand are the things that don't have the tooltips. <laughs> I'm thinking like, yeah. okay, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. So stuff like status effects, they don't really. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I don't know what wounded does. Sometimes people get wounded, and I don't see any any real change. I'm not sure what that's happening there. Um, it's kind of a vibe. I'm, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, you know, what I, it has so many things that I want in every game like this. You hit F, and there's a line of sight tool. You hover your mouse over a hex, and it tells you what everything can see. Like that's so easy <laughs> compared to other games where you gotta, you know, you, you know, you don't have that kind of tool, so you're blindly running into stuff, or you need to click on a menu to get to that tool or something. F key, mouse around, you have line of sight. Yeah, you know, it's so nice. <laughs> Um, the UX, then, I would say, being able to tell guys to go do things and get information from the game is pretty easy overall. It's just yeah, making like, sense of the information is the part <laughs> I have a problem with. But getting the information isn't hard. Last time I was playing it, it had been a little bit, like been like a week since I played it. So I was trying to 
pick up where I left off, and I had guys in the same hex as the truck. And I was thinking, oh god, I don't remember how to put people in a truck. It's going to be some horrifying thing. And then I clicked on the truck, turned the truck on, and it's like, you want to load these guys up? Yeah. Click on the button. Okay, look, they loaded up. It's like, oh, that's so beautiful. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I love uh, war game design studio stuff, uh, like the old John Tiller games. But man, it's like a 14-step process to get people moving down the road. Oh, yeah. And here, it's just, oh, look at that. It worked. So... I mean, there are some times where I feel like there's some annoyances. I mean, it doesn't show you the dice rolls. It just gives you, like, a vague percentage, and then, you know, you get that vibe sometimes where you're playing, and I miss this guy 18 times, I move one hexagon, he shoots me back once, and breaks my squad. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, goddammit. I, I feel like you should dice. see the dice. It feels like... In games like this, where it is determined with dice rolls, I feel like you should see mm -hmm. the dice. Because otherwise, it always leaves that little suspect in your brain saying, what if the game's cheating? Yeah. I I would like to see dice, just because I want to see the numbers. Because I feel like I have a better understanding of how uh, All wargamers love then, seeing numbers, that's not weird. But then, like, I mean, I remember Axis and Allies online, where they showed me the dice, and I swear to God, they're cheating. <laughs> I think we talked about that. I think that we determined yeah. that they were. Well, they were, uh, cheating is strong. They're using, they pre-generate an array of numbers, but it's oh, never yeah. long enough to actually randomize. So it's random in the sense that it is random numbers, not random in the sense that the, the array that they generate is not big enough to actually create a solid spread. That's insane. <laughs> and then they apparently changed it, but I haven't gone back because the taste was too sour. But second front, right? I mean, you have... Um, Two whole fronts. You do. Actually, you've got Western Europe and you have Eastern Europe. Yeah, and, which is impressive. Yeah, and it's it plays interestingly differently enough, I found. I enjoy playing as all three of the different factions. You've got vehicles, you've got mortars, you've got guns, um, you've got some fun board game stuff like uh, automatic or heavy weapons have a chance of reloading so you can keep shooting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really good with tanks or mortars when you get that second and then sometimes third to reload. It's like, oh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, you know? it feels good. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been really enjoying that one because it's just, it scratches that board game itch and I don't have to... <sighs> Valor and Victory disappointed me so much. <laughs> The AI is pretty good. Valor and Victory, they freaking run in circles. Here, you know, leaders will try and recover units because you get a bonus to rally if there's a leader on the same hex. They pull back when they need to. They stay out of cover. They try and flank sometimes. Sometimes they derp, but, like, it's not nearly as often as I've seen in other games. Sure. So, after I sing its praises like that, what's wrong with it? <laughs> I just don't like the vibe. Uh, it's one of those things that's really hard to quantify. It's just like, if you don't like a game, you don't like a game, you know? Sometimes it's just like that. And I'm willing to say that I don't think that I've played it enough to really give an entire... To, to really justify the whole writing it or review on it yet. Saying that I don't like it because of X, Y, and Z. It's just... You know, sometimes you you play something for a little bit and you're like, I don't know. It, it maybe this is Maybe this is us as game critic brain is that I just immediately starting out I just have a feeling and <laughs> I, 
I, I've written about so many games at this point. It's just when I get that feeling to start with, I, I tend to know that it's going to be my overall opinion and it just doesn't flip much. It, it just might not be my thing. That being said, like I mentioned, I I, I think it's a, an objectively good game. If, and if the ASL kind of game is your thing, uh, then you'll like it. I, it. It might just be that I don't like the ASL kind of game. I haven't played any others as far as I remember. So it, it could be that this just is not my kind of thing. Maybe I like more operational or strategic level stuff rather than squad based that being said i'm still excited to see burden of command but who knows whenever that's coming out (laughs) i i do hope to see that one come on soon perhaps my grandchildren can play it but yeah but she doesn't like squad based war games like she doesn't like to play at this scale removing men she likes operational through to strategic you know big top-down economic decisions that kind of stuff so I mean, it could just not be your style of game, right? That could be the case. I, I'm still, I'm still gonna put some hours into it, though. I wanna, I wanna give it its fair shot. Mm-hmm. I wanna Even let it change my mind. It's got like a that type of campaign I enjoy, where the you're playing like a day, but you know here's the morning phase, and then you fight on a chunk of the map, and then the map will expand in the direction of the battle, almost like um. I do like that. Uh, what was that? Not Broken Arrow. Uh, Regiments. That came out recently. Regiments. I freaking love that. And that had that same kind of campaign structure. So it's just a different, slightly different scale. And being turn-based rather than real-time. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about Regiments before? I know we reviewed it, I think. Uh, uh, we included it in a um in one of the streams that we did. I, I played some of it, and you commented about it. Because mm, I love Regiments. I, I'll be honest, I haven't played much Regiments since then, and it's not because Regiments isn't a good game, it's just, I don't know. Mm. It, it's one of those things where you have to determine how you want to spend your time, and since i played Regiments, a lot of other things have been coming out, and I've had things to do. Regiments is a good game. I like Regiments. I just haven't had the time to devote to it. Mm-hmm. On an unrelated note, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV, but that's not related at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sham, I'm sorry. Kick me off the podcast. What about the tactics games? Tactics games? Which tactics games? Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah. I I, I did not like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's not my thing. I'm more of a Fire Emblem guy. (laughs) Speaking of which, actually, that's a great segue. I started Mm -hmm. playing the newest Fire Emblem game. And it's a little bit more casual than I think what a lot of our more groggy audience... I don't know. How many grognards listen to this anyway? A lot of our more crunchy None. audience, let's say. <laughs> our crunchy audience. And I'm not just saying that because that's the sound that your bones make when you sit down or whatever. But, uh, you know, you like the more intense war games. I have good news. The latest Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage, is a pretty crunchy war game. Surprisingly. It's not to the, It's not going to be a second front or anything like that. But in terms of a turn-based war game that makes you think and make decisions and uh play with your units um and work on overall meta strategies and things like that it's mm-hmm. it's shockingly pretty good i i think it's a kind of a return to form for the franchise from recently um i really liked the last few fire emblem games but they were less war gamey let me say um but uh engage is more of that uh my criticisms of it mostly come from the fact that I think that the story is, and I'm going to say this, um, and I'm going to be charitable to it here. The story is dog shit. 
Um, <laughs> and that's charitable. That's very charitable. I say this, of course, as someone who, uh, you know, watches anime like some kind of weeb or whatever. It's it's pretty bad. I don't like it at all. Um, mm. But the fact is that I have a good time sending my units around and just kicking the hell out of the other dudes and uh, developing my team. And it's it's smart. The way that the AI works is smart instead of the good old tactics games where all you would have to do to just kind of drag enemy units over to you is move a single guy to the edge of their radius that's really tanky and then have them all run yeah. at him. And so he could take all the hits and then you would just clean everyone else up. The AI is smarter than that. It doesn't just let you kind of bait people out anymore in small groups at a time. Uh, it's It's figured out ways to try to overwhelm you because you as the player will have typically stronger units but less of them um that's that's the rhythm mm. of these games it it doesn't mm-hmm. want to let you get away with that anymore and i think that's i mean that's, that's pretty good, good. yeah, yeah. The, the challenge of these games most used to come from okay well how do i breach this defensive position where they're not really going to do too much other than engage me when i get in range they're a bit more active this time around no, it's good to hear. I like that because I was actually thinking about I got I got a gift card for Switch I've been hanging on to for a while, and that came out. And I'm like, hmm, do I want to dip my toe into the Fire Emblem world? Because I do like Final Fantasy Tactics. I like Advance Wars. I like uh, you know those kinds of games. I just haven't ever really played Fire Emblem. Sure. Um, I would say if you want to get into Fire Emblem, I would say even even though you're more of a war gamer than most. Three Houses is definitely a high mark for the series, and that's the one before this, and I would recommend that. Um, the writing is very good. The gameplay is also very good. The The combat mechanics change a bit from game to game, but in it, at the end of the day, it's all basically the same thing. Um, I like some things that were in Three Houses mechanics that aren't in Engage's mechanics, and it's a little bit too in-depth to go into, basically, because they, they change it up every game, and I would have to start explaining everything, but Three Houses is definitely a high point for the series. Uh, Engage is a step back in terms of story and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of gameplay itself, it took a more wargamey turn. Um, More like the classic games. But that being said, if you want to get into the series, Three Houses is probably the way to go. It's probably cheaper, too, at this point. That'd be nice. <laughs> it's a Switch game, is it? It's not like yeah. Well, stuff um, it, it would be a good it would be a good uh, way to determine whether or not Engage would be for you. Mm. I'll say that, but you know, overall, I uh, I like Engage. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I I do I do like the game. Those are my entire right. thoughts. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a uh, it's good, and maybe we should branch out and start doing more console stuff too. I don't know. There's not a ton of console strategy games, I think. Yeah, mostly ports, oh, I guess. Speaking of one that is actually on console, though. Um, Broken Lines, did you play that? Broken Lines, no. Tell me oh, that. Broken Lines is fun. I actually picked this up on a sale over last year. I think this came out towards the end of 2021, but I do want to mention it uh, because I had a good time with it. It's a more of an indie title, but it's um, you play as a squad of British-ish soldiers shot down over some uh, kind of somewhere in the middle of World War II country. And um, basically things happen. But the gist of the game is it's kind of a we-go pattern where you tell your units to go do something, to engage in some uh, actions for the next five seconds, I think it is, and tell them to like run somewhere or uh, 
set up waypoints and have them start shooting at second two or whatever. And there's a nice mix of different tactics and strategies you can use because they uh, all have different weapons and different weapons have different skills where you can tell a guy with a rifle to stop and take a slower but more accurate shot. And you can tell a guy with a submachine gun to just spray over an area, uh, things of that nature. And it's a, it's a nice little game. It's, um, I don't want to say cute, but it's kind of cartoony. Um, but it, it's it, almost it, like a front. <laughs> in, in a different kind of direction, I think. But um, it's uh, it's fun. It's a good time, and you can throw your guys against the not Nazi, vague, weird, gas-masked dudes. I I, I didn't finish this game. I have this habit of not finishing games. I don't know what it is, but um, it, it's it's fun. I had a lot of fun playing it in the time that I played it, and I wanted to mention it um, because it's just. One of those games, it's really just really satisfying to have your guys go and just shoot some bad guys, some random goons. So, put it another way, with that real time Wego thing, is it like a a cartoony fantasy ish World War Two combat mission style? Uh, like it's a the... little more. It's a it's a smaller scale because these are all uh, individual guys. Hmm. So it's not quite like that. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that actually, because there's another game that is uh, that uses the same kind of system that mm-hmm. I wanted to mention as well. But I think I'll hold on to that one until later because it's kind of the one I wanted to close out with because it's the Ooh. one I've been playing the most recently. It's the one I like the most. Um, that that's Phantom Brigade. We'll get to that. We'll get to that though. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, strong showing from the WeGo games recently. Uh, which I like. I'm a WeGo guy. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's no, maybe that's, that's my problem. With it. Well, actually, that's something I wanted to say about Second Front is that as much as I do enjoy uh, WeGo more than I go, you go. In Second Front, when it is your turn, the enemy does get a chance to select your select your guys and shoot at them. So even though it is I go, you go, because there's no way. I shouldn't say there's no way. It's difficult to do a board game WeGo. Um, mm-hmm. It still has kind of a more active element to it than it's more active than a typical I go you go because the enemy can react to you during your turn and vice versa. I do like that about about um second front. Setting up those fire positions and seeing like aha if you move at all I'm gonna tag you is kind of a fun way to you know feel like you got one over on the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see I'm looking at my list of recently played stuff here. Um what have you recently played? Well, you know, funnily enough, I have put a lot of hours into Battle Academy 1. <laughs> Battle Academy 1, huh? Mm-hmm. 96 hours played, thanks to Steam. Now, that, it's, it's, it's weird to talk about it now, because I'm pretty sure it came out like a decade ago. Uh, <laughs> but it's the same Pike and Shot Field and Glory em- uh, engine, you know? Oh, oh, like it's just... Pike and Shot and Field of Glory 1, okay. I never played Field of Glory 1 on PC, but yeah, Pike and Shot, it's got that vibe. It's, it's a, you know, you got oh. your squares, your... I love squares. You're moving units in the same kind of way, you're kind of given the, the positioning and the orders at the end of the move kind of thing, mm-hmm. only it's World War Two, and I guess it's the same kind of squad level. Very cartoony graphics. But man, is it punishing. Like, reaction fire in this game is nuts, and it'll ruin you. (laughs) 
So you're, it's it's a playing an offensive scenario in this game. It feels really intense because you actually have to you know recon by fire and try and you know use mortars and and suppress suspected positions and then try and advance and weather some hits and it's it's fun. Sounds brutal, but yeah, <laughs> I, I got to the, about the halfway point. I'm into the DLC now, and mm-hmm. that's why I stopped. I think because. Uh, after I beat all the main game campaigns, I went yes. to the DLC. The first one was Blitzkrieg France that I had. And you're playing as the Germans. Okay, neat, because it's 30, it's 40, 1940, right? So you got some early weapons, that's fun. And the scenario design there seems to be like, alright, here's like 50 Somas, good luck. And, okay, like, can you deal with every tank that the French had every time? And that kind of gets silly to me. Hmm. So I mean, if you can find this game when it goes on sale, and you just get the base game for like five bucks or something stupid, you're gonna have a great time, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it is seventeen dollars flat right now without the DLC, and I'm sure it'll go on sale periodically. So it's it's a fun little uh, again turn based. It's it, it's got that you know field of glory game system. It's just World War Two and good, I think. So, I mean, that, that was fun. I've been doing I've that. Mostly I've been doing that because, you know, if I'm at work and I'm between tasks, I'll play a couple turns of it. Cause it's, I'm it's, telling. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think it's it's good as that kind of game where you can kind of get a bit of in, get a bit of play without having to really put your brain into it. But yeah, not a huge do, amount of investment required. It's yeah. It's still going to be an interesting tactical, you know, puzzle to work out. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a sequel too. I haven't played that one, but it's out there. I want to mention, um, in the spirit of the day, we are recording this on the Ides of March. By the way, uh, just just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, there's actually two Rome games I wanted to mention briefly here. Uh, both are a little bit older at this point. One more so than the other. Um, first is Expeditions Rome. Uh, Story RPG, but it is a turn-based combat system, and uh, it's pretty solid. You have the different uh, units. You have your little guys running around with either you know their gladius and shield or their um, pike staff thing, or you got your archers and whatnot. And uh, you're basically a group of recon slash special ops Roman guys towards the end of the Republic. It's a, it's a little silly plot wise, but um, the, the story is pretty good. It's kept me engaged, and um, I don't know. It's a pretty good game in the vein of the. Uh, I mean, we we call all these things XCOM now, don't we? It's just you know, <laughs> it, it is something that had that learned good lessons from XCOM. I will say that. Okay. Yeah, it's so, fun. The other Rome know. game I wanted to mention actually is Total War Rome Two. <laughs> um, but specifically, it's I modded it, um, and I wanted to mention the mod by name. Uh, Divide et Impera is a very good mod for this game. It's breathed a lot of life back into it for me, and I think it actually just... The most recent update for this was last year, so it's a little bit more relevant than me just saying, go play Total War Rome 2 from, what, 11 years ago now? Something like that? I, yeah. I don't know. It came out a long time ago at this point. Actually, it was 10 years ago. I remember this because... I got my roommate into PC gaming because he saw me playing it <laughs> at college. <laughs> um, 
but this this uh, the mods breathe a lot of life into the game. It's got uh, new units, new techs. Everything is slower, so the battles are more strategic. Um, the way that the the way that the campaign progresses is interesting, and there's a lot more attention to detail with everything. Um, I played, I think, sixty or so turns as as Rome. I, I'm a, I'm a Rome fanboy. I'm sorry. Um, and it's it's just really fascinating because I'm still in like the 2040s or so, uh, fighting off Carthage, and I landed a few legions in North Africa, and they are just sending all of their vassals after me. These swarms of guys, and because of the way that the mod works, it's changed up how um, big armies are. And so I just had a battle the other day, like four, uh, 14 and a half thousand guys fighting on this map, which is way bigger than you would ever see in vanilla, in the vanilla game, and it's just kind of astonishing because. Um, the way that the morale system it works a lot better, as does the fatigue system. If heavy units, for example, which all the Romans are, uh, get fatigued, they just get swarmed down. So you have to figure out ways to rotate them in and out and things like that. So it's really super interesting, and I like it quite a bit. It really has done wonders to fix Rome. To, I don't know any other to say. It has fixed Rome, too, because it was kind of, I think we can all agree, a disappointment. Um yeah at least at me. least when it launched yeah yeah but that's good to hear because uh i know you talked about this on our um discord a little bit so i downloaded yes. it i haven't played it yet but i downloaded the uh the mod actually to give it a shot everything is like... slower it will be a bit time consuming i'll say because there's four turns to a year mm -hmm. um i i was thinking like oh maybe i'll play a quick campaign as rome and then i'll try a gallic campaign it's like no 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 no, no. i'm <laughs> i'm uh <laughs> I'm in this one for the long haul. It's one of those ones that I come to once every two weeks or so, and I'm like, okay, well, let's see if I can bust out four hours of this bad boy and see what happens. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, I like slower. Um, and if it makes the game better... I like the fatigue thing you said, because that yeah. reminds me of a, a tabletop game I was playing recently called Clash of Spears, where that's a big factor, is trying to manage fatigue, and like you said, heavier troops will fatigue faster, and you have to pull them back, or they're going to start performing worse and worse and i like i like that kind of management that seems interesting it, it kind of a lot of games will have a fatigue system but they don't really make it central so that's that's neat mm -hmm. uh, speaking of things slowing down to a state where i can attempt to play them periodically uh warno has gotten more playable for me i forgot that warno existed until you mentioned it just now <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that it launched, and mm -hmm. everyone was like, it's another war game yep, in the war game is... series. And I said, okay. Yeah, I mean, war game and um, Steel Division was the World War II variant, right? Yeah. And then Warno goes back to the, uh, you know, Cold War gone hot, late 80s thing. Which I, I, I like that Cold War setting. I think that's interesting. Yeah, well, why is it not a war game? Do you Do you know? Why is it? Like, why do they go with a new branding, as in Warno instead of War Game? Oh, you know, I guess I don't know. They're they're sticking to the Cold War. They're not going past it. Like with War Game, everything kind of chronologically kept climbing and climbing into the modern. So this is supposed to be a Cold War game. Uh, I think they're just trying to distance. You know, this is Rebrand, spiritual yeah. successor. This is a, a brand new take on it, hmm. and. For what it's worth, I'm enjoying the fact because I could I couldn't play War Game. I tried a few times and it was just too much for me. This is and now with updates, it's slower to the point that I feel like my freaking 
caveman brain can react because I'm not, uh, you know, hyper fast clicks per minute uh, RTS gamer, <laughs> but I can still play this and enjoy it. And if I'm playing single player, there's a slow mo and real time pausing and whatnot, and it's it's a gorgeous game. It's really fun to to see the big battlefields and all the uh, you know super long ranged engagement with the tanks and the infantry running around and the jets and helicopters doing their thing. So I mean. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching my friend play it. <laughs> He's playing ranked <laughs> matches, and it's really interesting to see how competitive the game can be. Personally, I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, campaign to come out before I really dig into it, but I was just, we're talking Ooh, about older games that, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, cause it's going to be like a, a strategic level, and then you go into fight a, a Warno battle when you get to the... Uh, when you actually, you know, engage with the force. So I'm looking forward to that. And when it came out, it was, again, too fast and too much for me, but it's slowing down appreciably. And I think it's it's worth looking at if you're at all into the real-time thing. I wouldn't try rank, though. Holy crap. <laughs> Just the people enjoy who play the, that uh, scare me. Yeah, too too much for me. Yeah. But hey, I, I, think it's, I think it's good. I think it's finally got to a point where it's worth playing, for real, if you're not. You know, if you're, like, super into that type of game, then, yeah, you should be playing the whole time. But if you're not, I think now it's fine. Let yourself get clubbed for the ranked players. <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> um, Look at my list here. Have you played Fire Maneuver recently? I don't think I've played Fire Maneuver at all. Uh, <laughs> this is one that was kind of disappointing to me. Say about that? Yeah, I, we, we talked about that before, but uh, I don't... You had said that it was good and then you said you were excited for it to go somewhere and uh i guess it didn't yeah that's basically where i'm at like it has a great skeleton that seems very interesting and i'm still waiting for it to get to the point where i feel like it's doing anything with that skeleton i i love you'd say i don't think i've ever described as anything as having like a really good skeleton i'm not saying that it's a bad way to describe something (laughs) i just really like yeah Man, check out the skeleton on that guy. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I think it works. It's got a good, it's got a good structure. It's, it's all the Very pieces for something interesting system. are there. It just needs to be fleshed out. There's no flesh on those bones. Yeah, that's the um. I, for those who might not know, that's the uh, the turn-based uh, line infantry kind of era game, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, this is like 19th century stuff, so there's an American Civil War module, a, a Crimean War, and basically post-Napoleonic 19th century European, which you don't get a lot of, because there's not a lot happened there, but it, they set it up like a sandbox, you know, almost I like a... plenty of things happen, just no one talks about it. I mean, as far the, as in terms of major wars that are happening in the European continent... The Franco-Prussian War was pretty major, I'd say. And when was that? That was 1871. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're you're jumping a bit from, you know, 1815 and the the peace in in Europe in our time thing. Too. That's true, but I also think that it would be interesting to model out, um, you know, the the suppressionary wars of eighteen of the eighteen forty eight. I mean, there were the Italian states uh, rep, rebelling against the uh, Austro Hungarian Empire formerly known as the Holy Roman Empire, I think, right around this time. Um, the, you know, the Crimean War. There's a lot of stuff there. It's just, I mean, does the game cover those those things? So, <laughs> they, they've set it up... Okay, there's a Crimean War module. 
okay. the American Civil War module. And there's a Wars of Unification module, which is the Franco-Prussian War. Now, there's a lot of room for other stuff to be thrown in there. But like I said, they kind of set it up where you uh, you have your army, you build it up in points, and then you go online and play a match with somebody. It's like a, it's like a mm. Warhammer thing where, you know, you go to the gaming store with your army and your 2,000 points, and then you play with someone else who has 2,000 points that showed up. And oh, to God, me, that's, it's, not... it's, that's kind of tabletop, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I'd rather see more of the campaign stuff get fleshed out because mm. they have it where you have a map and you're moving your forces around and you're building little storage places for supplies. Oh, kind of a uh, classic pike and shot, huh? Yeah, yeah. This and... is the second time we referenced pike and shot. Where's pike and shot too, guys? Come on. I mean, I actually played a bit of pike and shot a while ago. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I mean, I was playing Field of Glory 2 Medieval. I was playing the, some of the campaigns mm-hmm. for that recently. That was a lot of fun. I did the um, uh, Alexander Nevsky campaign. That was, that was good fun. Who doesn't enjoy Mr. Nevsky? Nevsky mm-hmm. and the boys. I'm trying to think of what I love accidentally like. just drowning thousands of <laughs> crusading knights. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the map wasn't very kind to me when it generated that one. Oof, sorry. It was fun, but definitely, uh, yeah, definitely a tougher battle. I'm trying to think of what else we've got here that I've been actually playing. Now that I have to think back about what I've been doing with my time. I'm getting the hell out of loose. <laughs> it's not really a war game. It's a shooter, but it's a... You know, it's a game that tactical. has war in it. I was going to mention another game that isn't really a war game, but it is a game that does war mm-hmm. as well. So that's fair. Have you played Hello Loose? I think I have booted it up. <laughs> it's uh, and that's it. Yeah, it's got that you know squad postscriptum that kind of thing where you've got your two teams, you've got a media engagement or an attack defense. You know, hundred players. The teams are broken down into squads. Each squad is a squad leader. Squad leaders communicate with the commander, set up supply, set up uh, fire missions, place objectives, place spawn points, and then you uh, fight to you know secure objectives back and mm. forth across the map. So if you can get into a game where like people are communicating and you've got a good working team, it can be so much fun. <laughs> like it's One amazing. That I feel like I don't know if I would like to play unless I was playing with friends, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you can get six people to just be a squad, and a squad leader knows the game, then that is probably the best gaming experience you can have, right? You're sure working with your team, you've got your machine gunner, you got the radio guy who's, like, falling behind and, and helping the squad leader place uh, spawn points for the team and everything, and you've got your riflemen and your medics and AT guys, like, it's 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 really fun. You'd be like, oh look, there's a tank there, and then that gets communicated to the rest of the squad, which then gets communicated up the line to the commander, who then marks on the map so everyone can see where that thing is, and then you get your AT guy and one of the riflemen to go loop around to try and get it. Like it's 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 great. It's got uh you know the usual late war Western Front Americans, Germans, Normandy thing, and then mm. actually has a Eastern Front module, which I, I prefer when it comes up because you get these big, wide-open fields and a Is big that Stalingrad early or late map. war? Because everyone loves doing like Stalingrad or everything, but I feel like everything past Stalingrad up to Berlin doesn't exist in the average <laughs> Westerner's mind. It's like Stalingrad happened, and then a few years later the Soviets rolled into Berlin. Who knows what happened in between? <laughs> All those Not like it's like the biggest war that ever occurred over there. 
that it's just like from, uh, they pushed for Moscow, they failed, they went for Stalingrad, that failed, and then sometime later that Berlin happened. The end. <laughs> sometime later, Berlin. No, there's some cursed maps. There's a uh, um some of the big open fields with you know some hamlets here and there. Like that. I enjoy really I enjoy a Kursk. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I I really like that. There, there's some progression, but. You know, I feel like it's there just to keep people like playing. I'm level twenty six. What does and... look like in this game? Is it like unlock uh... Uh, new hat, <laughs> no. like a TF two kind of deal? Uh, I unlocked medic level two a while ago, and I got to go in with a sidearm only. Oh, that's fun. Okay, so it actually does have things. I actually liked that about Red Orchestra two. Um, one of the, I, I think people disagree with me about this, but I, I really liked this. That as the more you played a role your character would have marginal, like very marginal, but it existed increases in ability. Like he would uh, chamber a new round slightly faster. Like I think at the max level, it was like 8% faster or something like that. And you would take slightly less shock from uh, people shooting near you. Your character wouldn't get suppressed quite as easily. And I thought that that was super cool. Um, but no other game, I think, has really done progression quite like that, and it's been disappointing to me, because I think it would be, a, it's a cool thing where a multiplayer game, you have progression that is meaningful over the long term, but it isn't really noticeable. Uh, you can still shoot that guy and kill him just as easy as anyone else, you know? It sounds like they did a proper version of what Escape from Tarkov tried, but they made it annoying, and uh, Red Orchestra made it good. <laughs> I like that marginal increase that, you know... You want to reload slightly faster? That's 80 hours of hitting the reload button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, hello, this has been. I've been eyeing. Is it, uh, is it Isonzo? The Italian version? Mm, yeah, of yeah, the, the, the guys who did Verdun and then Tannenberg, yeah. now it's Isonzo, isn't it? Yeah, I've been thinking about that one, but then I started playing Hello Loose and I just haven't bought another one. <laughs> so I think I've found my. My squad, my postscriptum, my, you know, big multiplayer battlefield, but actually no one doing backflips and whatnot. <laughs> um, I'll have to play it sometime. I have it. I, I just booted it up the one time. I, I I can see that I probably bought it on a sale, given that I booted it up sometime in December a couple of years ago. <laughs> so I probably got it for like <laughs> three bucks at a sale, said cool, and then that was that. Um, we should... Uh, we should... Put it out with our, our Discord, and I'll be a squad leader, and then you can be my little radio guy, so you learn the ropes while you follow around. And you're your little sure radio man. Up. That's what everyone calls me. Yep. Everyone's like, that's Joe's little radio guy. <laughs> hey, if we play Americans, you get a cool uh, carbine. It's fun. Uh, what, you shit on the carbine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have two more games I want to mention. I, I mentioned sure. Phantom Brigade. I wanted to talk about that, but when I say two, I mean four, but Three of them are just games in a series. Um, mm-hmm. This is my entry into the not really a war game category here. Um, and it's uh, Sabers of Infinity slash Guns of Infinity slash Lords of Infinity. They're uh, choose-your-own-adventure novels that center around the player as a Dragoon officer in this uh, fictional universe. Um, and I really, really like it. It's really well-written, and um, it's... I, I wouldn't mention it as a war game, except for the fact that you, as the Dragoon officer, end up making decisions in combat in the game, and depending on 
the your character's stats, which are determined by like decisions that you make and determined by how drilled or uh, how high the morale is or how high the loyalty is of your your guys. They'll react differently depending on what orders you give them and perform differently. Uh, you know, if your guys aren't very drilled, they're just going to get slaughtered by uh, by some guys on the other side who know what they're doing. But on the other hand, if your guys do know what they're doing, they can just hold their own and do a really good job. And there's so many different permutations of how the game is written um, based on these results. And anyway, I mentioned this as three games because the first one is Sabres of Infinity, but um, it's part of a series and it progresses into uh, Guns of Infinity and then Lords of Infinity. Um, so and then there's just apparently two more games coming out in the future, so that's fun. But uh, there was a long wait for this last one, so who knows how long the wait's going to be for the next two. But um, if you're looking for a fun narrative thing, you can bust one of these out probably in a in an evening or two. Um, it, it's a it's a great time. I had a lot of fun playing it. I'll say that. It's neat. It's a purely text, right? No visuals. Uh, there's a reference guide with maps and things like that, but there's no visuals otherwise. That's no. kind of fun, actually, having the like a reference like you're. Well, yeah, there's like a, you can see um, a bar, like you can see a bar showing your stats and then like your unit's stats, so you can see how many men you have, uh, what their level of discipline is, so on and so forth. That's neat. It's a very different take, but I think that sounds fun. I think it's super fun. I enjoyed it very much. Hmm. That'd be cool. Uh, and the other game I wanted to mention is Phantom Brigade. Uh, Joe, I'll let you close out, I guess, whatever, if you have a, sure. a one. Um, <laughs> but Phantom Brigade, uh, like Broken Lines, is a turn-based WeGo game. So both uh, teams make the decisions at the same time. But what's cool about this is that it's a mech game. And you um, you move your squad around and equip your mechs on your own on this on the overall big map and you're basically trying to liberate this country and so you're always going to be outgunned overall uh so it's all down to individual tactics but what's interesting about this game is that you can see what the opponents are going to do you can see what their line of um attack is going to be so you can plan uh your next five seconds exactly to try to counteract them or get them before they can enact their plan of course if you say for example this guy is trying to shoot you and uh, at three seconds in, and you knock him over at two seconds, then he won't be able to execute that. So you can change the course of the future a little bit, but you can see the hmm. course of the next five seconds and how everything is going to play out um, at first. And the entire game is broken up like this. So these engagements are, uh, in real time, very fast. I mean, these maps will be finished up in uh, 15, 20 seconds sometimes. I've only had a few go over uh, a minute total, but... You can spend a lot of time really just nitpicking all of the very specifics of uh, your, your 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 plan here, and uh, I don't know. I sounds cool. really it sounds like um into the breach. It's kind of like a real time into the breach. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And, yeah, I liked into the breach a lot. And if you're into mechs, it's super good, and it looks it looks really good. I have to say, like these guys are shooting big mech assault rifles at each other or some guy's got a, a cannon or a sniper rifle or whatever and it's shattering buildings and things like that and uh, you shoot an arm off of a mech or you hit it in the center and you take it out and it blows up and it just all goes red and then explodes in this big blue explosion. <laughs> it looks awesome. It looks yeah. super cool. I, I like it a lot. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm, I think I'm going to be writing a review for that as well at, at the same time as I'm writing a review for Second Front. So 
more words to come from Jack on that, but uh, yeah. that's that's my take. That sounds really intriguing. I like the sound of that. Um, last two things I'm going to mention. Uh, the new board game design studio game, Philippines 44, came out. Ooh. And it's the Panzer Campaigns uh, series, and I love that one, because that brings you right back, like, higher to, like, the brigade level, I think you want to call it. Because mm-hmm. you, you do have, you know, divisions of crap running around, but it's usually broken down into companies or whatnot. But I am consistently impressed with the scope of those games and the scope of the research that those guys do. Like, uh, I opened up the manual and it was like 200 pages of them talking about the research and all the other stuff they've done. There's, you know, like three dozen scenarios here. (laughs) And looking at this one here. Just for the Philippines, huh? Yep. Late operation is 637 turns. (laughs) (laughs) And that one's intended for two player, <laughs> um, but you can get a lot of like hundred turn, ninety six turn, you know, games for single player. And if you can get around the old style JTS, you know, interface, it's really it's easy to play. It's really fun, and they've actually updated it now slightly, graphically. So the time mm-hmm. commands are at the top here. You can break it down by unit combat engineer stuff. And having the time command right there is so good. Because you can just max out the speeds. If you have a freaking, you know, multi-division game going on, it'll resolve the turns in a couple minutes rather than half an hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was something I was doing with the old uh, Japan 45 and 46 that I really liked. When I first started, before I knew there was time commands, I was like, man, this is going to take years. <laughs> And then I found that I've hit F8 a bunch of times. It'll uh, speed it up, and now the commands are right there for you. So that's fun in that, like, super groggy way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's one to, like, start with, but I don't think people should sleep on those games. There's a lot of them there. They're not that expensive. They're, like, 30 40 bucks for a new one, and it's just the amount of content in each one is just baffling every time I load them up. So, you know, check those out. That's a War Game Design Studio. And last one I think I want to talk about... Uh, Flashpoint campaigns. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> um, Southern Storm came out. And that was one of those from Southern Matrix that I'd like to review. Um, I liked Flashpoint campaigns. And this feels like it's just doing the same thing. It's... it's it's Wego. <laughs> but it's that variable Wego that I liked a lot about Flashpoint campaigns. So, like, the amount of command and control a side can exert over its force, the slower the time bound. So if you're got your shit together, you might be issuing orders every seven minutes. And your enemy, who might not, is issuing orders every fifteen minutes. So you issue those orders and then, you know, set it off and then the game goes and the AI tries to react to it. And then, you know, you can issue new orders in those time bounds based on the competency and coherency of your army. And that's a great mechanic. Kind of sounds like, um, oh boy, I can't remember the name of these games. Uh, there was uh, some World War II games that were, we might be talking about the same thing as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> Flashpoint Campaigns is uh, World War II gone hot. Sorry, World War II gone hot. God, Cold War gone hot. World War II did go hot. It did. It went about as hot as you can go. <laughs> uh, Cold War stuff. Graviteam Tactics, that's what I was going to say. Oh, Graviteam. I 
I've tried Gravity. You see, this might be the one that I can't get into. <laughs> oh, I tried Gravity. Yeah, I recently. can't get into Gravity either. I want to be able to. I just can't. I I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I even got my like some friends to to like. I streamed it for them, and they all they're like war gaming guys. And I was just trying to figure out. It was a uh, North Africa. There, it's called Tank Battles. They're one that's like just North African campaign. Mm-hmm. Tank Warfare Tunisia 43. And the freaking tutorial kills you. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I got my friend up, like, you gotta sit through this with me because I, I can't, I gotta be missing something. The tutorial was literally, all right, here's how you move guys. Here's how you mount them up on the tanks. Here's how you, you know, dismount. And here's how you issue an attack. Good and luck. it, it issued where it told you. Because it gave you specifically where to click for everything. It told you to an attack where your three Shermans and, like, a company of guys would walk across a field and get absolutely shredded by mortars and AT guns <laughs> and, and entrenched riflemen. And I'm like... I don't know if any game hates you more than Graviteam Tactics. Yeah, like, why would you do that? <laughs> it's the tutorial. Like, is it... It wasn't. It wasn't like a you. You know, Final Fantasy. You're supposed to lose this battle so you can like progress the story. It's just like here's how you attack, and then I watch my guys get absolutely torn apart like three that times. That's one of my least playing. favorite sticks in video games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent now, but if the game wants you to lose, it should tell you. I agree. I remember. That is not something you deal with much in war games. But listen here, game <laughs> developers, stop it. <laughs> Yeah, I've had enough. Too much anymore? Do you? I mean, I remember that back on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> oh man, I, there was there was a game I played recently that did that. I don't remember what it was though. Not a fan. I don't, no, I'm not either. Don't yeah. Don't do that. If you're building a game, don't do that. Listen, don't. If you intend for the player to lose, make it unavoidable. Don't don't make it look like the player <laughs> could win. The enemy has to come over and punch your guy in the face, and he goes down to zero health right away. Like, don't don't do it otherwise. Come on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, gravity. Um, too much of a pain in the ass for me. I'll stick with combat mission. Oh yeah, combat mission. Oh my god, Jack. Combat mission. There's a bug in combat mission. There's a bug in combat mission. A big one. That a big I don't one. See them. They haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> I'm upset. I Is like this your way of mission. telling me that they've done Starship Troopers and? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. How would you? That was, that was let me let me paint you story. a picture. Okay. You're playing a game of combat mission. Okay. Somebody fires something explosive. It lands. That happens often. And explodes. Yes. Your entire screen goes blinding white. You got flashbanged in a Counter Strike game. Every <laughs> explosion. Full white screen. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I know people that have like light sensitivity things that could have a seizure. Yeah, yeah. What the hell, right? <laughs> I, I I shouldn't be laughing. It's not funny. The it fact is... that this is funny, but the fact that it could happen to someone and hurt them isn't funny. Yeah, and I went looking, and it's been like reported for months, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> AMD cards. But which, it's all um... AMD cards. Oh well. Uh, which which combat mission is this? Shock Force Two, Cold um... War. All of them. <laughs> All of them. It's the engine. It's an engine problem. So they they updated the game engine, yeah. and now all of them do this. If you have an AMD card, yes. So I don't know if they just don't like AMD. Like I have an AMD card, obviously, because it's happening to me. But I have, I have the latest professional sitting here with stuff from 
<laughs> the British military that I want to test, and I don't want to freaking die, so I'm not <laughs> playing it. And I keep posting in their little uh, Discord, like, can you please, can you please fix this? And just, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm waiting for, because you know what's coming out end of this month? What's that? Beyond uh, Overlord or whatever, the, the Normandy one is coming to Steam. That's an old one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's come on, it's common edition. It's like, it's always old, but... I want to play the World War II ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. That's super cool because their uh, storefront was up there with uh, Rule the Waves as <laughs> being like some of the most archaic. Yes. But speaking of which, Rule the Waves is going to GOG. So, like, good for them. Uh-huh. I, I think actually the third one's coming out soon. So, that's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and still as a spreadsheet. Long as game, me. God bless them. <laughs> the, the white of the spreadsheet might bl- blind you, but other than that, I would be surprised. Honestly, happened to me. Okay, another non sequitur, but like trying to play that in the dark at night, and then I try and do stuff, <laughs> rule the waves, and it does blind you. Mm-hmm. I only had that oh, happen man. before with Dwarf Fortress, where I had um, Dwarf Therapist, and it's like just a white Excel sheet, right? Mm. And I was playing, and it's all dark, and like my little ASCII characters, and they tab over, and I get blinded by the <laughs> Excel. Yeah, yeah. Also, we have to do an episode about Dwarf Fortress. Oh, man. I was going to say, I completely... I didn't even mention that, because I don't consider it a war game, but... It's uh, not a war game, but I still want to talk Dwarf, about it. <laughs> Dwarf Fortress is... Dwarf Fortress... Dwarf Fortress is Dwarf Fortress. What else mm-hmm. can I say about it? What can it I say about Dwarf Fortress? One it's of the most Dwarf Fortress, like, really. combat mechanics of any game I've ever played. I love the combat mechanics in Dwarf Fortress so much. Mm-hmm. And there I, is I love war. them. And the fact mm-hmm. that you are, you can send out oh, yeah. expeditions and conquer territories. And and people come for you. Yes, yes, they do. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. We, we can do a, you know. Also, know, we could do a whole so. episode about it, but maybe we could do an episode of let's talk about war adjacent games. Yeah, let's do that, because I want to talk about Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, I Anyways. I want to talk about Dwarf I <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm done ragging on. I love combat mission, and I feel like that entitles me to be shitty to it sometimes when it's just they're being awful. <laughs> like I, I think that it's the biggest fans of games who should be entitled to hate on them. Yeah. Um, Fix you know, your damn shit, guys. I want to play your game. My husband, for example, probably one of the biggest Destiny fans I know. Destiny has sucked ass recently, and I've heard of most <laughs> about it from him. Uh, Yakuza. Um Really good. I'm the biggest Yakuza fan I know, but I heard that they were uh, doing a doing a DLC thing, and you know, don't do that. Don't do the the DLC like you unlock something from this uh, DLC thing, and they don't let you download it in all playthroughs. That's what I had heard happened. <laughs> in this. I'm like, what is up? What's up with that? It's like a horse armor kind of deal. Yeah, but, but not, I, I now I want to defend myself here. I don't. I haven't verified this personally because I haven't done multiple playthroughs and I had like the pre-order thing because I pre-ordered this game. Don't pre-order games, but I already knew I was going to play it anyway. So that's why I did. But don't pre-order <laughs> games. Um, if you don't know you're already going to be playing it, don't pre-order it. This is me saying this as a game journalist, putting my game journalist hat on. Don't do that. But I pre-ordered the game and and <laughs> I haven't seen this myself. But if it isn't there and this was just someone saying something that ended up being incorrect, sorry to RGG Games, but if it was there, shame on you, RGG Games. Um, don't do a horse armor. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> uh, 
I bought the horse armor. I bought the expansion pack when it came into stores when I was younger for Oblivion. It had all the I DLC think, in one. I think Oblivion was one of the first physical games that I bought. <laughs> I'm surprised that they let me get away with it. I was like 10. Oblivion's great. All right, now we're I also bought Dawn of War as a 10 year old. They didn't give a shit about that one. Nah, that was too fancy. It was <laughs> rated M. And I was like, can I buy this game, sir? And they're like, sure, kid. Yeah, Space Marines, Orcs, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I wasn't traumatized. <laughs> Watching Saving Private Ryan at the age of 10, though, that that traumatized me. See, those people. That makes it harder. But, you know, I, I think this was a good little look at what we've been playing for the past while. Yeah. Um, I think people who are interested would have some good stuff to check out if they want to dip their toes in some more yeah. war games. Definitely look at this stuff. There's a couple of others I didn't mention, but I think that's more stuff that I want to save for our next episode because we'll be our our next episode. I think that this will be our next one. Uh, we're going to be talking about 40k games. Mm-hmm. Love love a Warhammer 40k, and there's a couple of those that I've been playing, and a couple of that Joe have been playing. We want to talk about the universe of Warhammer 40k games because God, are there a lot of them? Yeah, what a fantastic and mind-boggling expanse <laughs> and grimdark expanse mm. this was fun getting back into the seat here and uh talking about these games i love being in the podcasting saddle once again it's been years it feels like six months almost mm-hmm. it's a dog year or a cat year a hamster year or something a hamster you would have killed a hamster i think but, well, well, we got one you know. still still kicking it's been over a year <laughs> good for you Never sent you a picture of Chi-Chi the hamster? I've never seen Chi-Chi the hamster. Oh, she's a fierce little thing. And the cat goes near it. She's like at the bar. She's going <laughs> like, <laughs> like picking a fight. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think this is a good point to wrap up. Thanks for listening to us uh, rant and rave and ramble about our, uh, our, our war games that we've played recently. Um, mm-hmm. The good ones and then the uh, other ones that we've played. Um <laughs> And the one that disagree on the quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm going to say this out loud to try to hold us to this. We're, we're trying to get on a better schedule for this. Uh, at least one episode a month. Um, if you hear this and then it's like three months later and neither of us have posted anything. Uh, Someone probably died. Well, I don't want to... Eh, <laughs> uh, you know... We're, we're going to try to, we want to keep to this and our things seem to be settling down so we can make a better promise of it this time, I'll say, than we did last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with that, I uh, I don't have anything to like really announce or anything. Uh, no. Don't follow me on Twitter anymore. I don't really use it because I think it's a yeah, bad cause, website. Because Twitter. Yeah, I've not it's it's a bad Twitter. website. Uh, if come you're to not listening Discord. to this, for, yeah, come to the Discord. Um that's in the show notes. Come hang out there with us and talk to us. Play Hell Let Loose with Joe and maybe me if you can yeah. convince me to play that. Um, you know, it's all it's all good. And what is? What fun. are you? Hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry, my I was sitting here doing our outro. My cat starts batting at batting at the keyboard. Starts he biting the, the cable and stuff. She's not normally a, a, a cable biter, at least on my desk, and she comes <laughs> over here while I'm recording and is like, rah, rah, you know. She wants us to be done. <laughs> I want me to be done. I have a pizza waiting. Anyway, I, yeah, I guess um, that's that's all we have. Just come over and hang out with us in the Discord. 
follow Joe on Twitter. Um, uh, don't follow me on Twitter. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just angry on Twitter now. You don't want to do that. Uh, if you can find my Tumblr, good luck. But I'm not going to advertise that. Uh, just come to the Discord. Just follow just me on LinkedIn. <laughs> follow Joe on LinkedIn. Yeah, sure. I should update that at some point. I don't don't follow me on LinkedIn. I'm not going to publish my LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you uh, if you have Quick any thoughts, comments, questions about anything that we put up here, or you want us to talk about a specific war game, maybe yours. Maybe you're an indie developer and want us to talk about your thing. Uh, drop us a line at the let's talk about war games at gmail.com email address. Uh, we yeah. love getting emails. We love reading emails. Uh, we even mm-hmm. love replying to emails. So, you know, uh, make our day. Reach out to us. Say hi. Um, but uh, that's that's everything from me. Joe, do you have any, any parting words nope. for our listeners? Uh, have a safe and happy day, everybody. Yeah. Have a, have a happy, happy, safe day. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, stab Caesar or something. It's, it is the Ides. It'll be after the Ides when you hear this, but find him anyway. Give him one for me. Eat some little Caesars and stab that. Eat some little Caesars. That is our parting message to you all. Take care, everyone. Thank you, and goodbye. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.